This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Seaside's podcast on a bank holiday weekend, the last of the summer. Um, joining us this evening are Matt, Tim, and Raggy. Raggy, Tim, un- unmute your mics. I was just about to call you both a disgrace. All been the first time. Seaside has been the first all last time. We'll hear that. <laughs> We've got a hat trick of disgraces on tonight, haven't we? All three of us. We certainly have. I did contemplate doing, um, as we said in the in the green room before, and doing my um, pretending to be asleep routine again. But I decided that repeating something like you know akin to three, five, two when it's not working is is oh you know it, it you know it, it doesn't work, does it? Don't work. You got to do it once, and then if it don't work, you go again. So I think that gag was funnier in the green room, Tim, wasn't it? It was. It, it didn't really quite come across. It. it didn't come across the second way. <laughs> a bit like three, five, two. Yeah. It, I was about to say, Tim, it's just not working. Change it. Yeah. You know, you'd think someone would be in uh, our head coach's ear and saying, "They are learning. I won't. I won't try that. I won't try that gag again." Me and Raggy both played uh, Mike and Ian and said, oh, it's a great idea, Tim. Do it. Do it. It'd be really funny. Mike and Ian? Oh, Garrity and Bunskill. Yeah. Yes. Get it? Yes, boss. So, here we are again on the back of... Uh, is lacklustre being kind, Tim, on that performance at Lincoln? Well, um, at about 11 o'clock yesterday morning, I was thinking, I really fancy going. And, and as, as I was speaking about, I'd, I'd arranged to go to this gig in uh, the cricket club. And so I knew I couldn't go. But then, well, looks the forecast. I thought, oh, if the missus doesn't want to go, I might just like jump in the car and probably be here at 11, to be fair, probably 9, 10 o'clock. And um, I'm so glad I didn't because um, I think I think the writing was on the wall. Um, when I looked at the podcast patrons group at two o'clock and saw the team, and um, I forget, I forget, in which, I forget, forget now which game it was that we played at basically the same side. Was it? It wasn't Paul. I'm trying to make sure. Home, there was a home game where we played that same side, and, I, and as soon as I saw the team, then I thought that ain't good, and um, and and that was the the view I really had. So. Um, uh, every credit to those who made the trip because it's very difficult on bank holiday weekends. I think because um, traffic and everything, and I think that I, that road down by Doncaster was a bit of a mare from what I heard. So, uh, but yeah, Lincoln's a great place to go, but not not to get spanked, is it? Not to watch Blackpool playing the way they are at the moment of the Neil Critchley. Mitch, um, 
my mate Ben from the football team, we were having a conversation because we're both involved in coaching. The grassroots season has actually started. Yeah, and we were both saying this is one of the very few sort of distance away games we can go to with the, the season not kicking off yet. But we both made the decision not to make that long journey down there because we knew what would happen. You obviously made the journey, didn't you? I'm guessing you regret it. Uh, no, I had, I had a lovely brew. Um, that's about it, really. It was it wasn't a very good brew, to be fair. I had a, I had a really good... I've got into... Uh, what's that coffee with chocolate mixed in it? What do they call it? Cappuccino. No, mocha. I've ne- I, about three weeks ago, I had one of them. I said, ah, I'd never had one in my life. And a really good one in Lincoln. So it was it was well worth the um, 13-hour round trip or whatever. So it was. Is that what it was? But I went really I've never been to Lincoln, so I went really early in the morning. And actually, to be fair, I'm sure the listeners don't really want to hear about my day in Lincoln, but I actually had quite a good day until the football. Hmm. I did a Tim style cultural tour. I've, I've I've watched I've read your blog before and I was very impressed. I was um I've um I, I like Lincoln as a place to go, I've got mm. to say. It's it's a great little city. And I didn't realise there's as many heavy metal fans as you referenced, but <laughs> It was, um, do you remember Saxondale? No. The Partridge's, um, Steve Coogan's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Okay, right. We did it. Like every eighth person was Saxondale. It was weird. And it's not very proletariat of you to be drinking mocha coffee, is it? You know, why not well, a good old brew? I know. I know. It must be hanging around with you, Tim. I'll be in the Moretti next. Proletariat. I've lost that sound effect. Anyway, um... Proletariat. I've got to say uh, hello to everybody in the comments. Anyway, so welcome everybody. David Bryson has just asked, uh, "I wonder what's on the agenda tonight." Well, we're going to be discussing discussing the game. Obviously, uh, defensive lineup, lack of intensity. What needs to happen for the window? Will Raggy implode when Mitch makes the case? Tomo, wider <laughs> recruitment policy. Norburn's worst game. 721 passes, 400 crosses, season stats. Wing-backs who aren't, CJ does something or other, and Norburn's worst game. So there you go, David. That's what's about to happen. Um, I did yeah. notice, John, actually, when you when you actually delegated responsibility for putting put the agenda together, that we got a far more comprehensive brief than we normally do. <laughs> I wonder why. Go along, you should know that by now. So delegate, delegations and arts. I've actually been in the lakes today, Tim. I did a Nick the Lakes Smith and I uh, spent the day on Windermere. Woke up to high tall, most pleasant. Well, normally, he normally involves him having a very expensive meal somewhere, though, as well. Did you and, and go to a brewery? No, I went to the Strickland Arms and had a £17 uh, pie mash and veg. So I think that is splendid. It's in, it's in that area, isn't it? Right, anyway, let's get cracking. That was the, the lineup of what's going to happen tonight, everybody. Um, as we, as ever, we always kick off with the the eye rolling, tutting, and swearing that ensues after this comes out, which is the starting eleven, which was Grimshaw, Casey, Ekpeteta, Husband, Hamilton, Dougal, Norburn, Morgan, Connolly, Beasley, and Lavery. Let's come to Raggy first on his. Considered thoughts on that team selection and formation. Well, 
No Dom Thompson. <laughs> no Dom. Cough. What is Critchley thinking? He's clueless, isn't he? Well, I think we know that. They have the team. That The teams. He's not... Uh, it doesn't inspire you when it comes up. But I did think when I looked at it, well, what what better team have we got? I don't I, I don't know what else we do to the team. My point, as I've made a few times, is, is we've, we've got no pace. I mean, you can... Hamilton aside, um, who is what he is. We've no pace and we've no one that'll run with the ball. We've no flair. So even when I look at the team, I think, well, it's probably the best team you can pick because who else do you put on there? Who changes it? And... Well, yeah, not it's what was the, what was the uh, What was the mood in Sinsel Bank and in and around yeah. the stadium when that came out? Was it just another collective sigh? Yeah, it was quite similar to the to the WhatsApp group, really, um, that Tim described before. Um, I walked in the stadium and... Um, I bumped into uh, Jay who listens and we both were like, oh, this is fucking shit, isn't it? He's done the, he's inverted the fullbacks again. There's no, you know, there's no change maker on the bench. If that, if that makes sense, you know, there's no actor again. They've been, after <clears throat> travel with the squad and they put out on social media, sort of players coming in, including actors who think, oh, he might get on the bench and then you can maybe see a little bit of what we're lacking there. But it was just like, uh, okay, Right, we're gonna, you know, at best we're gonna we're gonna sit in and go for one nil by the look of it. Um, and obviously, Rhodes being on the bench was was a thing, but even then, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like to be negative, so I'm not going to say it's a signing that won't work. But we haven't got any pace, and we haven't really got any height either, or sort of particular presence in the team. We've got lots of sort of fairly mid-paced, medium-sized players. Um, and I get I get that the road signing was kind of a bit of a change of plan and a bit of a, you know, a plan B, but we seem to have bought quite a slow, medium-sized striker to complement some of our medium-sized, not very quick players. So, you know, even that, I wasn't like, you know, when you get a new signing, I'm like, yeah, I'll get to see, you know, he might change it. So it was just, it was just flat, you know. Because those are normally the away games where it is really good. Because you know, you kind of the further away you get, and the smaller the away following, the, the generally the better the atmosphere and the more kind of intense it gets. But it just it just was flat, and it was sort of I don't know. It didn't didn't have that edge to it. I don't know if that was Lincoln partly, or whether it was the team or or what. But yeah, it was just flat from the off, really. Okay, over over to you, Tim. Let's just look at the few of the comments that've come in on the the lineup, and then you can respond. Firstly, from Steve Hutchinson, the lineup struck me, probably most struck me as a coach, more focused on trying not to lose and trying to win. Three defensive players in the midfield. Uh, Mark, sorry, Malk Andrew said, uh, players out of position, why can't Crotch, uh, <laughs> I think Crotch is more appropriate name, isn't it? Why can't Critch? See it, and uh, MB said there's loads more formations he can use um, with his players. He has Dale as a wide midfield, get CG on the right, and someone else said, uh, uh, Steve also said, start Dale and Apton and go, go to a back four. I was a big proponent of going to back four this game, but obviously he wasn't. So, yeah, your thoughts and Fo- reactions to that, Tim? Football is essentially a simple game, John. Um, it's have good possession get the ball forward and create chances. Um, 
sometimes you can overcomplicate it. And I, I, I genuinely believe this season that the coaching manual uh, has been opened on the wrong page. And um, we seem to be, or, or not we, I said, it's not we, um, our manager seems to be intent on playing a system that A, doesn't suit our players, and secondly, doesn't seem to be achieving the basic objectives of playing football, which is that you score goals. So, <clears throat> but if you're going to play that system, notwithstanding the evidence that's staring you in the face that says it's not working, then you've got to make the best of the of your component parts, and we're not doing it. We're not, you know... The first, the first, the games that we've played have clearly showed that Marv cannot play in the middle of the, <clears throat> the middle of that back three if that's what we're going to do, and yet probably one of the better signings we've made this season is kicking his heels on the bench, um, who I think if we're going to play that system, which I don't want us to do anyway, but if we are going to play that system, we'll be the better person to be in there, and uh, listen. Uh, I think my views on CJ are are, um, are fairly well established by now, but play him on the left and and play Lions on the right, and you might actually surprise surprise get the best out of both. So Connolly is I, left wing back as well. well it, Let's talk about that. To be honest, to be honest, that's fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry to use that vernacular, but it's absolutely ridiculous. It was ridiculous the first time, and it didn't work, and we do it again. Now, in what planet do you play Connolly left wing back? He's not a wing back. He's not left forward. He doesn't. He doesn't invert anyway. It's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Honestly, it's, it's beyond. When I saw that, that's when. That's when I thought we just lost. And I thought that the first time I saw it. The first time I no. To be fair, the first time I saw it, I actually thought he was going to do the right thing and play. CJ on the left and play Connolly on the right, which would make a modicum of sense. But oh no, oh no, we're going to we're going to try and be too clever, and that comes back to my primary point: football's a simple game. Most footballers, are, most footballers are quite simple individuals, you know, and they want to play the best position. They want to play uh, on the right foot on the right foot more often than not. But if they're going to play, listen, if you got bowler, hundred percent understand playing bowler. Uh, in an inverted position, because he will cut inside and he will create chances as a result. That's where he got most of his goals from. But CJ can't trap a bag of cement and Connolly's never played left. Well, as far as I'm aware, he's never played on the left. If he has, it will just been as a, a stopgap. So it's just ridiculous. I, honestly, I, um, I get quite frustrated because it, it, it it's, it's hard enough trying to impose a... a, a uh, a formation on a team who clearly aren't suited to it, but but then to to play players completely out of their comfort zone just makes no sense whatsoever. Before the season, I was talking to someone on one of the Sakobas of WhatsApp or AVFTT or whatever, and um, I said we were talking about you know formation wing backs blah blah blah. I said yeah, but I bet he plays Conley at right. At- at right wing, at wing back, ha ha ha, smiley face, laugh laugh laugh. You know, oh, Critchley's a defensive manager, joke joke joke. But I don't think in my wildest dreams <laughs> I predicted that it would be left wing back. You know, he's played him there before, though, hasn't he? He's played him at left wing back before. 
Yeah, he's, he's played him twice. Yeah, early this, early early this season, and it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous said, then. That said, and when we go into the game, what was our first chance? It was CJ cutting in, pinging it across the box to Connolly, waiting there free, inverted on his right foot, who just put it wide. And then where would have been? What a masterclass it would have been, where they. But he didn't. He made. No, he didn't. He glazed it over. So, you know, obviously, just before we go on to the game, the, the pre match signing of um, Jordan Rhodes. Um, Raggy, what was the the view from the Arndale when when that news set uh, through? Probably the same as everyone else. I mean, just like you know, whatever. I mean, five years ago, it yeah, and even over the years, whenever I've seen Jordan Rhodes, even when he was at his prime, I know he scored goals. I never thought, oh, he's a great player, a dangerous. He never had. He was a goal scorer, wasn't he? Might as well have signed Danny Rowe, for example. Someone who can just stick the ball in there, never do anything else. And that's the point. That's why I think CJ's starting to get more and more stick now. I think we're all trying to find one player that'll do something. And we probably think he's the only one because he can run. There's no one else to look at to think, go on, get the ball, beat the man, get down there. Who, who's doing that? And he'll just get, he'll be, he'll become, he'll get more and more on his shoulders because it's just, he's our only hope. And he's not the answer, is he? We've lost all our flair players. So uh, I think Jordan Rose. When you see that, sorry, mate. Go on, you're right. Yeah, go on. Let's let you finish. Carry on, mate. No, well, I was just saying. I just think the Jordan Rhodes thing is. Uh, I don't know. He, he might score a few goals. He might not. But I don't think any of us. We don't think we're going to score any goals. <laughs> the team at the minute. So. Well, we're not, are we? <laughs> When you sign a player, you sign attributes, not just record. Like people go, people sometimes go, oh, that player's shit, he's only scored 10 or that, I mean, whatever. But you sign attributes to fit into a system. And I just don't get what that what that signing brings to that system. And he'll bring a bit of experience. He'll probably, you know, he, he played fine in the game. He kind of knocked a few into the corners and he moved about a bit. But I can't see how it changes anything, exactly as Raggy says. can't see how it changes anything because either you need someone who's six foot five and who's going to knock everyone over or someone who's lightning fast who's going to who's gonna kind of, with laughs, pull them around. And I don't see how not having one of those two things. And I'm actually, I'm more excited about that 20-year-old from Sutton because he looks at least like he's got something different. But, I mean, he's, now, he's not going to play, is he? But, I don't know. I, I, that is I, really I, I, I like two. that signing just for his name. Two goals in 42. It's a great name. It doesn't get the... Killian Prince Emmanuel Trezor Kusasi, which I think is... that. That's how we got out. I think we've signed him so we can get the most letters on the back of a ship. It will be. Well, he's obviously one for the f- he's obviously one for the future because he's definitely not one for the first team, is he? Well, and for those of a certain vintage, we remember Trezor as being the uh, 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 an attacking. I'm not sure he was inverted, but he was definitely a wing back in the France team in 1982. Also, Luar 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 Luar's middle name was Trezor as well, so maybe we've signed him for that. And Jay Emmanuel, Jay Emmanuel, whatever he was called at the time, Thomas. Thomas. What does what, what what Google Trezor and sign anybody? Who knows? Crazier things have happened at his football club than that. They have. They have. Including Mrs. Holloway and to his chief scout. Yeah. Any worse than the current lot. Right, on with the game. Um... Let's come to you first. Obviously, we we were touching on that uh, 
that bright start. It seems to be a common pattern, doesn't it? We have a good five minutes at the beginning of each game and the rest of the 85 are pretty poor, to say the least. Um, to be fair to CJ, he did well setting Connolly up, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he froze. Connolly, Connolly, Connolly should have hit the target. He should have hit the target. Yeah, he should have done. He looked like oh, he was aiming for the far corner and just, well, he's not a finisher, is he? So away it goes. But uh, he did have a, we did have a bit of success in the opening five or six minutes. And CJ had a couple of times. I think he got one straight after they'd scored the penalty as well. But it didn't take him long to figure him out. It was obvious then. The fullback just kept letting him get the ball. He didn't bother trying to catch him. He just thought, let him have the first touch, then I'm on him. And that was it. And he, he had him. Which is a shame because you can't do, you can't do that to CJ, can you? Have a bit of ball down the line and tell him to run or don't play him. That's it. The greatest moment of the game was the moment where he, he somebody pushed it up the line to him. He kind of pushed it out of his feet, made to do a trick, then didn't do any trick at all and just like walked into that fullback and just walked off. And it was just, it was CJ in a nutshell of you, you cannot ask him to do any more than chase the ball because. He hasn't got touch, he hasn't got a trick, and he isn't actually very good at passing or crossing. So don't play him on the wrong foot in a position where he has to do all of those things. I don't ping 50-yard balls to him whilst he's in oh, that he's, position. Yeah. Because it's one of that hopeless kid at rounders at school who ends up just under that other... guide rounders catch and you know what's going to happen. The, the other glorious <laughs> moment where he tried to control the ball with his face where somebody pinged a long ball and it came out the sky and it bounced down and he literally put his head over and the ball was hit him in the face and he looked surprised by it and it was like it was painful watching him try to play and he should not be playing that position it's not it's not fair because actually he's getting so much stick there were lads lined up before half time were lined up giving him shit giving Critchley shit going get him off the pitch why and it's not it's not his fault he's he's a he runs in straight lines. He's, oh, he's our only. I hope. said this again. He's our only hope. Yeah, that's how bad it is. I said, I said this again. CJ reminds me a lot of a kind of like late nineties English football lower league winger who didn't quite make it as an athletics uh, as a sprinter, but isn't sufficiently bad at football that football's not a viable option for him. If you take his pace away, there is no way. And I'm not being cruel to him, but it's like if you take his pace away, there's no way he'd be a professional footballer. Just like some big strikers, if you take the height away, they wouldn't be a professional footballer or whatever. But he wouldn't be a professional. If he, he's, not a, he's not a professional footballer without his pace. So use his pace or don't use him. Mm, it's fair. Fair summarise. Summarisation. I think that's the word, isn't it, Tim? Um, let's move on to the penalty then. Or summary. Summary. <laughs> Trying to get too technical, isn't he? Too articulate. He yeah. was, he was. He's sometimes he's really like Chris the Critchley of the uh of the <laughs> podcast for Cabrish. Less is more. <laughs> hey you're right, Raggy. Getting up my own art here. Trying to impress Tim, that's what it is. Failing. Can't can't out Timism the great man. Do try every now and then. Um, I've penned in the notes, Spud, ridiculous challenge um, for the penalty, obviously, but why were people slating Norbert? And I think Steve Eyre on the comms, who was a breath of fresh air, in my opinion, um, telling it how it is. Um, but he a, lot, he, a lot of people gave Norbert a bit of stick for the penalty. Obviously, it was a misplaced pass, but 
sorry, 95% of that blame for me is to Epiteta. I mean, what the fuck was he yeah, doing? Yeah, I did just watch it back before we come on here, and it, um, they, they were pissing about with it, Norbert and Casey. I think it was Casey. Uh, uh, and yeah. so they, they well, but when you look at that, that lad about to, uh, they got the ball that Marvin took out, he wasn't even going to cross it. He, he slid in only thinking he's going to cross it, and he wasn't. He was, he'd all, he'd, if you, Going he away. He's going he was nowhere. turning left. He was turning away from the goal, if you look at it, the last second. But uh, Adam, there's no excuse for it, is it? He's just gone in. Don't know what he's trying to do. If he's trying to block it, he doesn't have to take the player out, does he? He can just he can slide past him. When, when you talk, so can we, you know, we've, we've all been taught to play football as kids and the coaches always say, stay on your feet, stay on your feet, don't go to yeah, ground. Marv, Marv never does. So... Um... If I, if I'm if I'm going to be his advocate, I would say Marv often does what he did there and ends up with the ball. And perhaps on this occasion, he's 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 not quite timed it right. Um, but but that so is Tim Tim it's schoolboy stuff. That time. well, no, schoolboy. There's no I'm other try, way to I'm, describe it. I'm trying to offer balance, and all I'm really saying you is can't, some... you can't defend that in any way, shape, or form, professional defender. You can't. Yeah. In, in in some respects, all I say is that 95 times out of 100, he comes away with the ball in that situation, doesn't he? And he's not done it in that. He's not done it there. And he's just, it was a bad, he was extremely badly timed. I, to be honest, and, and if, if, and I'm going to extend the plea mitigation, which to say that I actually think his confidence is a bit shot from, from what he's been asked to do with the team. Uh, and I, I don't think he's, it's doing him any favors playing this back three. I think I think he's where he's supremely when he, when he's playing alongside somebody else and he, and he knows that when he goes to the ball, there's somebody covering and he can pass the ball to somebody else who's then going to do what he's been asked to do at the moment. Um, he's co- he's comfortable and he's not comfortable at the moment, and and maybe some of that's coming out in other aspects of his game as well. But most certainly. I cannot understand how Pennington's not getting this team at the moment. It, it seems beyond bizarre because, and it, and maybe it's Critchley sticking by Marv because he what is hoping Marv's going to come through it, but Marv ain't, isn't going to come through. Critchley, if you're listening, Marv isn't going to come through playing the back three. He's never going to come through it because it's not what he does. He's never going to do it, and um, we need to reconcile that. And it's either, a, you know, I'm sure we're going to discuss the the where we think things should go later on in the in, in the in the pod. But you know, in a three in the middle, he's never ever 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 going to work, and that's going to impact on the rest of his game because he is a confidence player. He, you know, we were seeing that with him in the past, haven't we? That you know, he's played the best football wherever we'll ever see from him when he's had. A very very experienced centre back alongside him, which which frees him up where he knows that he's got somebody who he can rely on. And, and when, 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 well. when he's when he's the main man, he's nowhere near the same player because he's got his worried, he's thinking too much where he doesn't have to. Th- you know when when he had a, when he had whoop when he had Keo next to him. That was the cat chucking a spoon off the window. Oh, well, you just tell us there was havoc. Tell the viewers and listeners what the cat is called, please. What do, you, what, do you, what do you reckon the viewers and listeners think my cat is called? Bearing in mind, mine was called Mike. Ginger cat called Mike, after Mike David. 
first, first person in the comments who gets his cat's name <laughs> correct. Well, you just give the answer away just then. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they care. Let's yeah. crack on. Uh, Gary. What's he doing? Say, Gary, what's he doing? Yeah, come on, Gaz. Oh, this is this is this is Medine trying to get back to the DNA. injury. He's trying to No, but get back get back to the topic, you know, Mar- Marv is best when he's not got to think. When Marv doesn't have to think, and that's not I'm not this is intelligent. <laughs> on on a on a football on a football basis where he doesn't have to think, that's when he's the best. That's when he's that's when he that's when because he as soon as he has to think about passing the ball, as soon as he has to think about have I got a covering covering defender, that creates uncertainty. When he creates uncertainty, he becomes indecisive. And, um, uh, yeah, uh, Tim, David Bryce has just said Marv's lack of confidence has reduced him from being a very good player to one who looks like amateurish playing where he can be effective. And exactly. Think, yeah. He's probably saying more eloquently than I did. To be yeah, fair. I don't want you rabbiting on for about two or three minutes saying what could be said in one sentence. Seems to go for quite a few players now, though, doesn't it? As we're talking along. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, I, I, I was totally of the thing of it. I thought everyone was just being, you know, picking up on him for a couple of mistakes, keeping the team, his class. You know, you put you play your class players back into form, but I was wrong because he was shocking. And live, that pen was bizarre because obviously Lincoln's quite low the away end, so it's kind of where you get that kind of flattened view. So it's not like when you're up high above the looking down. So you kind of craning, can't really see what's going on. And I never had that moment, that sort of feeling of, Oh shit! You know we're in real trouble here. It's just like, oh, their lads got it on uh, kind of wide, and then Mark just kind of flattened him, and, and it was like, what's he done that for? I was do like, you know do you know what it reminded me of? Yeah, next to me, we hadn't oh. even stopped talking for the like for the chance, and then he just cleaned him out, and he was like, what? Said so it reminded me of Jimmy Husband the way at South End. I was going to say that, yeah. I was literally going to say that in in a different way, in the way like Hobby had sort of thrown himself in for a tackle that didn't happen and end up looking like he was trying to cut the guy in half. Marv just kind of like waiting for this tackle and ended up kind of just this guy just kind of crumpling over the top of him, looking as surprised as he did. It was weird. Senseless tackle challenge. Yeah. Senseless challenge. They've obviously knocked the pen in, yeah, down the middle. So I can't really say anything to screw me up. Well, I can. Uh, oh, Tim's going to coach the goalies now. He's he's, he's sorted. Oh, the oh yeah, oh yeah. He was piping up. He was piping up in the patrons' WhatsApp group. I've got he? to say, right? So so Grimmy's there, and he did it on both penalties. If you watch it back, he sticks his hand out one side, whilst doing trying to do his his, his rather tame Bruce Globular uh, impression. Of what going on the line, but he's basically, you know, when you have those big hands, it's like go this way, go Kenny this Everett way. style one, yeah, Kevin Everett, Everett style. So that's Those what he looked certain. like. That's what he looked like. And then, so, so the obvious thing there is, you want the player to go the opposite side, but he's telegraphing it on. He's saying, look, I want you to go that side. So he's he's pointing what. So it, to give the um the the viewers the the he's, he's there in the goal. He's massively sticking out his hand one side to act, to basically say to the guy, "Go that side," but that's just telling the that's just telling the penalty taker you're going to dive that way, which he did on both occasions, and the ball came straight down the middle. And I thought, Grimmy, why are you doing that? Or you, you're basically telegraphing exactly what you're going to do, and then you do it on both occasions. Isn't it reverse I, psychology? He's trying to 
double block. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's, it's like it's one of the shit reverse psychology, isn't it? Because if you're sticking your hand out that much one side, so listen, what you listen, anybody, anybody watching or listening to this, watch it back. You'll see exactly what I mean. It's it's, it's not even subtle. But it's obvious that he's basically saying go the other way, and then and then he dives that way, and, and it stop Grimmy, stop it. He needs to have a word with that academy striker who said the pen against the knobbers on the on the morning. Did you see that? No, I didn't know. I haven't seen. No, you know, seen this. We we that the we were under eighteens. We're playing P and E under eighteens. It was what was the score? Four all or five four on like ninety. 90- one plus three or something, our keeper gets sent off. So our, our academy striker goes in goal, like called Lennon Skulls, saves the pen, the striker in goals, and we go up the other end and score, win, win, 6-4. And I should have gone to that game, really, shouldn't I, instead of Lincoln? Um, yes, Phil, that's They'll all be loaned out then. It's not what we're looking for, is it? <laughs> yeah. Tim stories, mean, Tim stories mean we need 12 minutes of injury time on the pod. It's not like I've ever been accused of being verbose in the past, is it? I think this is the worst lineup as well possible for the bossity, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, verbosity. Very good. Lavery off injured with a hamstring tweak. There's a surprise. <laughs> well... It was weird as well, like, because he'd come, he'd, 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 there was one where he'd, he'd burst through on it and then he just stopped and squared it to Beasley and just looked baffled by the by the whole thing. And then, what's that about? And then about a minute later, I saw Rhodes get up and we thought, we thought, I actually thought the game... He's changed, he's changed well, I thought he was pulling Beasley off because Beasley had been really poor and he'd missed quite a few and there were headers he wasn't going for. And we were like, Critch must be steaming. He's going he's gonna to take Beasley off. It's going to put put Rhodes on, and then the the lady behind me says, "Oh, it's not, it's not." Labs is Lavery's holding his holding his hamstring. I was like, oh, that's the last. Unbelievable, thing. isn't it? It's unreal. There was somebody in, uh, on AVFTT today when I was looking, saying that they'd spoken to somebody who uh, was a physio with a, a decent level, and and they reckon a lot of the hamstring injuries come with uh, do weight training. And and he he expressed the view that perhaps Blackpool were doing too much of that. Um, whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. But we've got we have an incredible number of uh, of, of hamstring injuries, and um, there has to be something behind it. There's a theory I've heard. I'll, I won't say from where, but the theory I've heard is that because of the sand base under the pitches, that the pitches are unusually hard, and that's at the training ground, and that's why that's someone's theory on, on why we're getting them. It would have happened in the past, though. It would have you happened in the past, wouldn't it? You wouldn't think a sand-based pitch was hard, no, would you? I suppose it would have happened in the past, but we've we've had a, we've had a run, haven't we, of, like, God knows how many seasons now where we just seem to have everyone cropped. So even when Grayson was here, we seemed to have everyone cropped all the time. Well, maybe they didn't all go um, through the um, Colby Bishop testing process. Yes. R- rigorous, rigorous. Rigorous. Fingernail by yeah. fingernail. Pre-siding testing process. <laughs> We need to check they can't possibly start 41 games a season. <laughs> Hopefully it's not serious, though. I think they said it's just a tweak, didn't they? So, um, fingers crossed. Well, he said, you... he said he'd felt it in 
on the Thursday, I think it was, and then he'd felt it again in the game, so they pulled him off to make sure he didn't, um, you know, it didn't turn into something more serious. But I don't know, there was stuff like that once he starts. What are we going to do? Not play Lavs for two weeks? It's not practical. We haven't got anybody else who can run. I'll have to play CJ up front. Fancy, fancy getting in a position where we haven't got anyone that can run. It's where we are now, isn't it? Apart from your little big fella, who you... yeah, the little big fella, get him in. <laughs> I do. I really like the sound of him because he sounds like he doesn't score many, but he just runs around making nuisance of himself. I could do that, and I'll do that for a fraction of the price. Well, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> Something like the club would be delighted oh, if you were to sign him. If running around making an instance of yourself is what's required, I'm all right at that. <laughs> You're is, the man for yeah. the job, Raggy. And there. Definitely won't be any goals, so. Get caught in a bit So, Lovery's gone off. Injured, uh, replaced by Jordan Rhodes. Uh, Almost an instant impact. I think he made a nuisance of himself. And CJ slotted Rhodes in. Good chance. Uh, I think the keeper's made the save. Jordan, John Rhodes has made the keeper work. And the rebound has um, popped out back to, to CJ. And he's unfortunately blazed the, uh, the chance over with the goal gaping. But to not completely dig him out, he did set up. Rhodes, nice little through ball. It was a nice through ball. Silky. Yeah, it was, it was good. He sent, he sent the uh, attempt on his uh, shuttlecock trajectory, though, didn't he? After that, I think. He should have scored that. There's no... He should, he's got to score that. I've just watched it back. Got hit the target. Oh, yeah. Well, if it's a target, it's an open net. It's a goal, isn't it? Well, he didn't, he didn't seem... I was, watching, I was watching one of those um, young lads who... Um, a podcast, and uh, I'll, I'll confess, I can't remember his name now. And um, it wasn't the usual one. The usual ones. This isn't going to be a monologue, is it? No, no. But it, yeah, okay. I, I, but he had he had that he had that scenario right behind the goal, and and it's <laughs> you've got to say, CJ hit the hit the target. Come on, guy. Uh, Mitch. Obviously, CJ's uh, not hit the target there, but the, the Lincoln strikers certainly hit the target, but he's kind of run the length of the pit, pitch unchallenged. Wow. And uh, go on, go on, have a shot, lad. Oh, there you go. And poor old Jordan Rhodes, eh? Because he's just, he's just must be thinking, oh, it might be all right here, as he's, um, as he's, as he's just, you know, had his first shot and nearly got a goal and got a little, little song. And then the next thing, he's just, Running hopelessly in the wake of this lad, and they're just walking all the way out the pit, running, running all the way out the pitch. And Rhodes must have been thinking, "Well, somebody's going to come and tackle him at some point." But he tracks him all the way back in the back in the box. No one tackles him. He has a shot. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see it hit it, Marv. So it looked in the ground as if he'd hit it and he'd just gone straight through Grimmy, but it hadn't. When I watched it back, Marv had sort of like 
what what did you evoke before that kid who, who's not very good at sport? Remember we talked about CJ, but Marv was like that kid who doesn't really want to get his clothes dirty when they're playing football because he's going out later because he just sort of turned on his side and threw himself away from it and it hits him on the arse and goes in there and Grimmy's got absolutely no chance. So it doesn't. So another classic, really, from us. And it's it's good that we've got solidity, isn't it? It's, uh, I'll tell you what it reminded me of watching that. Jordan Rhodes chasing him by. <laughs> it was like, I wasn't very good at FIFA. And I used to run. And if I was playing <laughs> if I was playing someone who knew how to put a sprint on, I couldn't catch him. Just had his player fucking... Oh, that yeah. was it. He's <laughs> not I might as well have stopped to save his energy. He wasn't catching him, was he? He got eight defenders, eight, <laughs> eight midfielders and defenders just backing off. It was like, you know, you know, then really old like Spectrum games. You used to do that with a joystick to make and run. And then they'd run out of energy for a bit and they'd slow down and speed up. Run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> and that just killed it. And the, the game, that just killed it because it was just like, oh, it was just such a, a calamitous goal to concede. You, you can. You can take it when you can see the goal where the other team plays really well. You know, they knock a load of passes around and then knock it in the corner or someone who's six foot eight jumps above everyone. And you think, well, you're going to concede that. But it was just it was just so preventable on every level. Whether it was a professional foul at the beginning of the move or somebody actually coming blocking him or Marv not turning his back, there was at least three chances for it to be prevented and it was it was poor and then I think really from that point onwards I, I don't think there was any feeling really that we're going to turn it around no way back um Steve there uh, on the the comms said just before that moment that Blackpool are playing like a team that's winning three nil and not one nil down no urgency we play the same way no matter what don't we though sorry yeah, yeah. No, I was going to uh, just going to say exactly the same thing. We play that same possession football in our own half. I think somebody said at one point we had seventy-two percent possession against Lincoln. Well, I've not checked it to be fair, so I don't know if that's actually right. But I can imagine it is. But all that possession will be in our in our defensive third, uh, and then as soon as we go into the middle third or the attacking third, if you can look at the stats in that area, we'll be absolutely garbage. So well, I, can, I can tell you we had 700 and odd touches, but I think Husband and Casey had 130 each, which that tells its story, doesn't it? Because yeah. where are we touching it on the, either side of the, the, the two central defence? I'm actually yeah. leaving Marv out, which is probably a good move. Well, he came off at half-time, didn't he? When Marv, had, Marv had maybe 80, but he'd come off yeah. at half-time. Yeah. So, yeah, wasn't great. So... I don't think anyone saw a way back after 2 0, did they? No chance. Did they score two goals all season? We ain't going to score three in the second half, second half of a game away from home, are we? No, I, I was stood near a couple of people I know. Um, I was stood with Tony from the patrons group. And Tony's an optimistic chap, generally, I think. And, and I don't think me and Tony really had any way back. And I was stood near a couple of people I know who were generally really, really optimistic. And they were just like, well, this game's up. And it was just so, you know, I just talked about something else. To be fair to Critch, he's with banded the label. He's very stubborn, bordering arrogant with his team picks, but he did try to change things at half time. Uh, Dale on for Beasley. 
Kyrie for Dougal and Wines for Teta. So to give him a bit of credit, he did try to change things over. But um, it changed the system, change the though, system did though, did he? Didn't it changed. That's what I was going to say, John. Did change the system. He's he's perpetuating with with a uh, with a system that that on the face of what we've seen so far just doesn't work. So rather than switch to a four four two or a four three three and and try and 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 try and see whether bear in mind that essentially the game's lost whether whether that works better he's he's stubbornly sticking to uh, a, a system that isn't working and it is strange isn't it because the I can I can actually see why you might say well I want to stay with three at the back and I was thinking back so what's the last decent side I can remember playing. Um, who I really noticed them using the wing-backs well. Um, and do you remember the season before last, Huddersfield, where the surprise candidates were? They? And they had Sorba Thomas at one full-back, and I can't remember the name. Tuffalo, I think his name was, at the other one. Um, and they were really good. And I remember when we played them thinking, the way they used their wing-backs is they were getting right up the pitch. Um, and I had, a, I had a look before, I was thinking, you know, what did they actually play? So I had a look, and uh, between them, Tufflow and Thomas had twenty-one assists or something in the league, which was which was massive. But they were playing three-four-three, so they were playing three at the back, and then the the two sort of the wide four pushed right up, but with three up front. And it's like, well, we could have done that, couldn't we? We could have we could have put Dale on, we could have left Beasley on. I mean, he was having a mare, Beasley. We could have left him on anyway. Put be be on um, Dale on. We could have played played around with it in any. You, you were at Bournemouth, weren't you, Tim? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I remember seeing you at half-time in Bournemouth, and we both said, no way back into this game, not a hope. And he messed about with the formation. He changed it round. Ironically, if I remember right, did he not bring Equiteta back in for that? Uh, the, uh, for that? Anyway, that's I'm digressing. And he messed around with the formation. He changed it up, and we came storming back into this game. But it's just that weird like-for-like thing that he seems to do, where it's like, oh, if I swap him for him, and I do that for do that, and there's nothing wrong with the formation. It's just that the lads aren't doing it right. And it's like, well, how can he not see that formation's not working in that system? How can he do, not do you think see he, what do you think he's burnt? Do you think he's burnt by his experiences elsewhere? No, because he's he's only managed eleven games of football, not at Blackpool. When he was here last time, we used to he used to drive us mad by constantly changing it up all the time, by constantly tinkering. Where you'd, you'd turn up to a game and oh, why is he playing one up front or why is he doing this? Why is he's not he doing, doing that, that anymore though? Is he? He's not doing it at all. No. And, and like I know he's had a crap time at QPR, but come on, he's managed eleven games of football. He's been to work for about seven weeks. I've worked in the same bloody place for twenty years. That that's getting scarred by something. Not not seven weeks. A lot of Collins out. All made a lot of bruise. He's gone to work for seven weeks and got paid about half a million quid for getting fired. There's decent work if you can get it. I'm not buying this. Oh, he's scarred by the whole process thing. I know what you mean, Tim. I know what you're trying to say, but yeah, yeah. I'm just trying. To, I'm I'm trying to work out. He, he, he's, it's like he's become risk averse. Yeah, and and and. Pardon the interruption. Normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say, if you're enjoying this content, I would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others, then please consider joining our Patreon supporter program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash 
Seasiders pod. There are several tiers you can support us on, starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards. And in exchange, you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad-free on the audio. You'll also get access to our Patreon supporters WhatsApp group, which is good fun and other random giveaways as and when they come in. So please do support us. Patreon.com forward slash pod. Let's get back to the content. See you later. It's all about, we, we can't give the ball away at the back, kick passing, kick pass. And that, but but there's, there's, no, there's no attacking intent. There's absolutely none. And, it, and it's, 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 it's beyond boring and, it, and, it, and it's incredibly un, ineffective. He's gone, he's thought, right, I've been there before, what can I do better? And he's downloaded some old podcasts and he's watched it through for some analysis and he's watched us like, God, he just keeps changing it, he can't leave it. If he just stick to one thing, then we'd learn a pattern. The problem is, how can we recruit when we don't know what the formation is? How can the youth team play when you don't know what formation he's going to play? It's our fault. We've done it. I know. So that, that, actually, there could be something in that because there has to be some explanation. And uh, it's probably the most logical I've heard so far. It's Sean. It's Sean. Sean. Or Phil. Or Phil Ricky. I blame yeah. Phil for those few episodes he came on. You know, Phil. Yeah. We're just stuck with him. Quite. Well, we are stuck. We are stuck with it. Yeah, okay. Without a shadow of a doubt. What we've got. What we've got to try and do, or hope, hope that he does, is realise that his his system's bonkers. It. And he needs to change it. And he needs... Listen, and I actually do, going right back to your comment at the beginning, Raggy, I disagree. I think we have players who are worth putting into the squad, whether they start or whether they don't start, who can make a difference. And we, we spoke about it last week with there's having three basically identical players on the bench. You know, and we, you know, we've got Apta. Beasley's done, for me, done nothing this season. Why not see whether... Listen... I, I'm not sure he's got it, but if we haven't got anybody else at the moment, why not give Brad Holmes a go and just see what he can do and give him a chance? And uh, but most certainly, at the, the, the exclusion of Apta as somebody who gives us something different is is starting to look a bit bizarre. It's but and particularly when you bear in mind where his where his background his background is in coaching under twenty threes. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't. He would rather. It's almost like he'd rather cut his own throat than play under twenty three. Unless it's Carey. I've got a good start on that. Well, Carey's twenty two. Got a good start on this. Um, I looked on the one of the rating sites at the top fifty League One players, um, and of the top fifty League One players, according to that rating site, eight of them are twenty one or under. We are. We've. Played five games with 11 players. We've picked one player for one game who's 21 or under. So, you know, look at that. Other teams are playing. Players much younger than ours, giving them the chance. They're playing well. Um, I don't know why we won't take a risk on it. Because it's energy. It's it's desperation. It's urgency. It's all of those things. We, we, I'm just doing the same monologue I did the other week. Um, but it's like... Ever more needed. I think they're trying to go for some sort of record of the the longest form development squad without ever developing anyone. We've probably got our title now, but we're going to try and extend our lead. I think. 
it, it is. Any it's, that... it's bizarre. It's bizarre because listen, none of us have to be Pep Guardiola to know that Beasley is not going to cut the mustard at the top end of, of, of League One, and that's no disrespect to him, but he, he isn't. CJ isn't, but he's a plan B, maybe. And why, you know, why we don't do it? Listen, Dobby did it in the four or five games. Some people back, somebody had nothing to lose. And I'm better players. Well, if we were to go 4 4 2, who, it, who would play on the wing? Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, it would either be apt to Dale or CJ, wouldn't it? Pakes two out. There you go. (laughs) There you go. That's why we're not going up. Stick Brad Holmes up front as well. I'd I'd do it. Give him a go. Can't be any more. That's the best. That's the best we've got. You can do four three three as well. You don't have to it do still wouldn't be as bad as the, what we're watching at the moment. I'm sure we'd get the odd result every now and then. No, we've got we've got we're coming up to January, haven't we? We've got we're to not January to uh, transfer window. We've got a choice. Club's got a choice. We either invest in the system because for me, the system's not a complete failure in the sense that we're getting possession and we're getting we're getting ball we're getting possession in positions, but we haven't got anybody to make use of the possession that we win. Because we're relying, the main thing we're relying on is either Jimmy Husband or CJ to put across it. And Jimmy's a centre-back and CJ can't cross. So, you know, that's not really ideal. So we either, we're either going to invest in some proper quality, like some real quality to make it work. Because it can work. Five-three-two can work and it can win you games. But not with this set of players. Or we're going to have to invest in some in some alternatives, some variety and some variations and try and go back to winning games with a bit of tactical mouse because that's the problem. We're trapped. We can't win games with tactical choices because we haven't got any choices to make and we haven't got any variations and we haven't got better players. We haven't got good enough players in key positions to win games in the way we've set up to do. So we're, we're stuck between both things. And I think for me, what happens, you know, in, in this transfer window is actually going to be massive. And I'm not normally one for advocate, you know, I'm not normally one banging the drum going, I want signings, I want signings. But I tell you what, I bloody want some signings this time because because we're not good enough and the squad's not good enough. And the basic thing of having a variety of players that can do different jobs, it's not there. Back on to the game then. And then Second Lincoln half. scored again. <laughs> Yeah, and then Lincoln scored again. But just before that, just pended. Um, CJ blazes over after good work from Carey. Um, should have been 3 0 after they've whipped one in. Very static defence. Um, and Carey, decent shots. Carey's made a bit of a difference. But um, yeah, that, that one that Gary CJ. That, the, one that C, the one that CJ blazed over. Let's just forget that. We've slagged off CJ for like 40 minutes. The carry shot was the was was the only time really, apart from the road shot, it was the only time anybody hit a shot with any technique in the game. You know, and and I like Carey. I know not everybody's convinced. I like Carey, but it was the only time anybody controlled it a shot hard low towards the corner. Good save. It was literally the only time I thought we were going to score because every time the ball fell to anybody else, I thought it'll fly over, it'll go wide. You know, and he did because they're just panicking and they've got no technique in front of goal. Was it the only save the keepers had to make as well? 
Oh, no, pretty much, yeah. He, he made the first start as well. Yeah. Yeah. He made the one off roads, but he's pretty much the only save he's made. It was it was literally the only moment where where I, you know I thought, oh no, there we go, good save, fair enough. Onto the onto the pen then, um, Raggy. I thought Norburn maybe should have been shown a red. On that, uh, do you remember he had a, quite a quite a nasty looking tackle just a minute before in the build up to the well, the penalty. So I didn't speak. Right. I can't really comment on that tackle because I didn't see it. But uh, the penalty, well, it was what it was. Well, no, but I mean, it's it's. I, I feel sorry for the lad, like me. I think he's a he is a class player, and I think I think he'll be wondering what the hell he's done coming here. And he keeps getting involved. Every clip there and every goal is sort of there, trying to get back because he's trying to he's trying to take the ball off the defence. He's trying to do all that, and uh, unfortunately. No one else is showing, no, are they? No one else is showing. In hindsight, with hindsight, he should have just let the guy score, shouldn't he? And forget it. But it is what it is. Disaster. Suspension the next game again. Well. Does the suspension just happen for league games or will he miss Wolves? Anyone know? I don't think he'll play Wolves anyway because he didn't play the last League Cup game. Tim, you muted. Yeah, sorry, I did. Um, so I had to uh, nip for a comfort break. Um, I uh, uh, I believe he misses just Wolves, well, and he will, probably wouldn't have played anyway. So it's not the be all and end all, is it? Uh, any closing thoughts, Mitch? Before we put this sorry game to bed? No, I'll be glad to see the back of it. To be honest, um, yeah, just it, it just wasn't. In an odd way, it was marginally better in a few small ways than the two nil-nils at home because we actually did pass it quite nicely and we didn't resort to just banging it at a 5 foot 7 player. But in much more significant ways, it was woeful. And to just... It felt like, again, I'm not one, you know, often when you lose, people go, oh, lack of effort, lack of passion, the players aren't trying. And nine times out of ten, I think, no, we were just crap. They were trying, they were just crap, whatever. But it just didn't feel like it had the intensity that you would associate with a Critchley performance. In, in, and by that, I mean, we all think of the sort of 15, 16, 18 months going on for two years, and we're actually pretty good under Critchley, like really good sometimes. And there was there was 95% of those games, there was an intensity to the way we played, even when we weren't very exciting, but there was just no intensity. There was no snap. There was no zip. And again, it was like, you'd look at you'd look at Hobby and he was sort of bringing it out and he looked like the most urgent player on the pitch. And you're thinking, this is the flipping left centre-back. Where's the where's the, the dynamism? Where's the tempo? You know? And forget about Yates as a footballer. Forget about Yates' goals, his ability to control the ball. God, we missed him because we had nobody that set that tempo. We had nobody that was like a beating heart for us. Even Norburn, I thought, looked sluggish in the game, you know? It was just... He's like a broken man, isn't he? He's a broken yeah, man. Yeah, 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 he was. Yeah. Well, I, think he's pl- I think he's playing too deep, my view is. Well, he is, and I, won- I wonder if that's because he's compensating for Marv. And if you of course, it, course he is, yeah, yeah he's... Yeah. he's- no. He's seen he's seen where the the you know the biblical equivalent is is the Red Sea part of the waves, isn't it? Which we saw with 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 Gold Two. Um, 
Uh, but I think he, he feels he needs to stay deep to provide cover, mm. where the reality is we don't want that. We want he, He's actually probably our most creative midfielder and the one most likely to slot a pl- uh, pass through. So and on all sorts of levels, it, this is like, it, you know, it, it, it's a flawed model, bearing in mind who we've got to play in the system. And it might work. It might work with other players, but it's not working with these. And you know, you don't have to be, um, you know, a, 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 a UEFA A plus coach to work that out. You could do your, you know, you don't even have to be. You do your junior team managers coaching badge to know that what you're seeing on the pitch isn't happening, and and you've got to change it. And um, and. Uh, we, we need to do it sooner rather than later. And, and it comes back to me, the fact that... Chris, listen, I don't I, I don't know Garrett and I don't know Brunskill, but I can't believe that they're doing what Calderwood uh, and McCall were doing. Because when, when Calderwood and McCall were here, we noticed a difference. Uh, and we noticed a difference. And I suspect they're telling Critchley, it goes back to what I said in the last pod, you know, it's like, that doesn't work. Don't, not doing that. Not doing that. And Christian listens. Christian will listen to somebody who's been in the game and has played at least decent level. And that's when Critchell is his best when he's listening to uh, somebody who's given him some valuable input. And I don't think... I can't believe he's getting that input, that same input at the moment. Now, and I, I would say our, our biggest signing is going to be a number two for him because he needs it. He's proven it in the past. He was, he was not, I don't want to say woeful. The, the, the team was woeful before Calderwood arrived. No, it was team. team. It was. I, I, it was. It. It was. I don't see it happening though. I don't see it happening because I think Critchie's come back here. He's, you know, he's got a QPR. He's taken Gary Ian Brunskill in there. He had us. He's taken Gary in Brunskill and he's come back. He's got Gary in Brunskill. I don't see it happening because I think he wants to do it on his terms, in his way, in the way he does it, and, and whether that works or not. And I just, I, un- I understand last time round because he was he was straight out of youth coaching at Liverpool. Yeah, you got all right. Come on, let's get some experience. And you've never done this before. But he's three years down the line, and and it, it, frankly. It annoys me if we're having to go and get somebody else on, on you know, if we're going to get an experienced football head in, they're going to come in for an experienced football head wage. And if we're going to get somebody else to hold his hand, because we've, I, that just, it irks me that. And I'm not saying you're wrong in that that's what should happen. Mm. I'm just saying I'd be surprised if it does happen because it just seems... Odd. But those other two can't be challenging him in the way that others might have challenged him in the past. Tim, do you remember, do you remember after the, 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 first, the first 10 games of Pritchley's first tenure? I, I don't, it was weird when Coldwood was just parachuted in. Do you think that came from above? Oh, undoubtedly. And he was forced to work with him. I don't. I don't think he suggested it by any. No, well, you want if you're if you're the manager or the head coach, you don't want someone coming in. Well, you, at the time, we all we all thought at the time, didn't we? We all thought, oh, it's the replacement being put in place for when this continues to hit the hit the you know because it was a car crash at first, and we all thought it was going to fall off the end of a cliff. And he went, oh, it's a canny move from from Sadler that because he's got the he's got the replacement ready and waiting for him, you know, because Cot. 
Calderwood had got a fairly mixed CV, but you know, well, he's an experienced figure. He's, he's he'll be the interim manager in waiting. He'll take over. And as it turns out, it, that wasn't what happened. But that's that's how we all interpret. But, but the but the, ble- yeah. the, ble- the blend was good cop good. bad cop kind of thing. And 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 the results improved. Um, exponentially, almost immediately, didn't they? You know, it's like it was almost like a flick of a switch, and then he had McCall, and then and now we're back with what? Um, with to, to me, it's almost like it's it, it's 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 taken us back to where we were three years ago. The other thing in his defence, you've got to say, at the time when Calderwood came in, and it was it was a flick of a switch, and there were changes, and there were formation changes, but it was also the first game Dougal played. Was was that game? Um, it was also before ba- uh, Ballard had only just come in at that time and made a big difference defensively. Um, and there was another player that we hadn't got that we got in there. And then we, you know, obviously we got Stewart in in January. And there were there were there were other elements that were in place in the early area in that yeah. first eight ten games, other than the assistant manager. But it, but tactically, it certainly made a difference. And. And there is a big difference between being a very good coach and a tactician. They're not the same thing. You're chuckling to yourself there, John. Yeah. <laughs> it's like someone had just dropped a stink bomb in a, in a party then. He just, some, oh. um, okay, so... What needs to happen before the window shuts? How do we fix this? Three players, three players that have shown fast. I think we need players out as well. I think I watching that on Saturday, I thought, and Tim, close your ears. I thought, what's the point in Kenny Dougal being at the football club? He doesn't look right. He doesn't look happy. He's not looked happy for a long time. He doesn't look half the player he did. And I'm not, I'm not digging him out. He just doesn't look like the Kenny Dougal that that you know was. And is and I keep hoping he's going to be good. What's the point in Matty Virtue being here? Like, why? He's 25, 26, 27. He needs games. He needs to play. What's the point in Owen Dale being here? He played a full season for Portsmouth last year. He can't be happy sat on the bench, getting sent on only when it's to, you know, sent on as the sort of rescue mission. Or he, he didn't even bring him on when he was nil nil the other day against, you know, a crap team at home. What's the point in Doug Tarn being here? He's, tw- he's 25 this year, played a full season in League One last year. He's not going to get a kick for us. And you can go through the squad, and I, I, I did it before, and I looked at, there was at least six players, I think, probably need to go for their own benefit, and probably two that we won't shut off, Tomo and Tribal. What's the point in them? You know, regardless of, regardless of um, what we think of Tomo, he was our star signing la- last summer, you know, he was he was him and Wright. Wright's gone. Tomo's there. He's in a skip. Tribal, who was the the, the star signing of the January, he's in a skip. Never play him. We need we need players out. What, what, I think- I what, what I don't get about Tribal is he played most of preseason and as did Thompson and and, mo- and most as would Thompson. and most would say acquitted himself well. Really Probably, yeah. So why do we go? From and, and according to Critchley, they've not had a fallout. There's been no, not, which I don't believe, but um, there's been no fallout. There's been no, no no exchange of words. And all of a sudden, Tribal's persona non grata in the team, even though he's our best 
I would say our best midfielder. I, I think he's better than the Norburn. I think he's better than Dougal. I think he's better than anybody else we've got in that midfield. And and he's also got a very delightful looking wife as well. From what I saw on, oh, I can't say that. Can't say that. <laughs> oh, you can. ブラジルのスパニッシュフットボールランキングソングのファンクスポーツ。ブラジルのスパニッシュフットボールランキングソングのファンクスポーツ。ブラジルのスパニッシュフットボールランキングソングのファンクスポーツ。ブラジルのス
as a sub. So um, to be fair to him, he I might be he did, fresh. I thought he did all right when he came he did, on. Tim. He did all right. Yeah. Thought he did all right. And and on that note, let's move on to player ratings because we've just missed it. So this should be funny. Tim, you can start with with Grimmy since you um you've clearly got a problem with him. On I, 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 I listen. So I let's have you. I, I I love I love Crimmies, you all know, but um I think he I, I think he needs to go back to goal goalkeeping school when it comes to um telegraphing I mean I think I can't remember the first one, but I think they both went down the middle and there's a lot to be said just 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 a holding your ground until you actually see what what the um, what the centre forward or whoever it is taking the penalties does. But I've got to say this ridiculous Right, you've had your said, team. Come on. I've said it. Give us a score. You've said this before. Don't repeat yourself. Come on. Six. Six, right. Um, thank you. Ollie Casey, uh, Raggy, um, on my revision that I always do before the game, I noticed um, he completely fluffed his header for, um, I think it was the second penalty, just way off. Way off the mark. Yeah, and he had a part in the first goal in terms of uh, yeah he, he, messing up he, with Auburn and well, putting him in trouble. So uh, he could have a five. Mm. Right, Mitch, you've got um, Big Marv. Yeah, he was poor on it. Um, he was poor on. There's no way of dis- disguising it. Um, he didn't really have that redeeming quality about him as well, where you went, yeah, he did make a mistake or he did make some mistakes, but he also made four storming blocks and he did this and he did that, but he just didn't, did he? About the only good thing I can think that happened was was nearly getting on the end of that cross. So, therefore, Marvin Ekpiteta, um, how cruel should I be? Um, Half a game. Subbed at half-time as well. Got That's well. like two in it, really, or three. Hard to argue. Okay, Tim, uh, Jimmy Husband, I would argue the only player to come out with any credit from this entire. I think team. I think he's probably I think he's probably been the best player of the season so far in many respects because you you know no, what you get question you, you 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 know what you're getting with Jimmy and and um, and he's very very experienced particularly at, at this level and um, uh, and I think he's pretty much the first thing with the team sheet at the moment I think. Um, so, um, listen, I didn't, I wasn't at the game, so I didn't see it. I haven't seen it in the, in, but I'll, I'll, I'll go on this set. Oh, come on. Seven plus. We lost three nil. We lost three nil away from home, John. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to be dishing out the, uh, the plaudits right, and, the, and the, and the, and the gold, the, the, the gold stars for this one, are we? Luckily for you, Tim, CJ has, um, Done a shimmy on you, and it's uh, gone. Been the through first ball shimmy, has been first shimmy's done all season. <laughs> the through ball has been played to to Raggy, Mister Shuttlecock. Your thoughts on the season? I, well, I, I, listen, score. I like him. Me, I've always liked him. I've always think he's got a. If you're fast, you've always got. You're always going to cause someone a problem, especially League One. But we just don't play him right, and I. I do think he's just getting loads of stick now because it's our, we're pinning our hopes on the one guy that can actually run, but that's all he can do. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Playing out of position he, as well. Yeah, your your famous bit, saying: not, play your best players play in the right position. positions. Yeah, you best players in the best positions. But I'm not sure he's got a best position though. Just run. So, 
because that's what he does. Arguably, Dom Thompson's in the same bracket. The guy can run. He is. But he can't just get running. Well, so... <laughs> run, run, Forrest. Well, he'll scare somebody, won't it? For at least five minutes in the game, the fullbacks, I think, bloody hell, these are all right. Should get ragged as so, a guest manager. So, if, if we can get one or two just in run, lads. five minutes, we might have... Uh, Right, tried that. <laughs> oh yeah, none of that ends well. Oh, uh, ends well. Just, just, as, just as a very quick aside, fun fact: I was looking through the the download stats for the uh, audio podcast the other day. Do you want to know which um, episode slash piece of audio has blown out of the water in the number of downloads? All the episodes we've ever done. No, it's the nobeds, nobed one, in, in the, no. the the nobenders. No. A podcast titled Raggy's Report. <laughs> oh, it's 10x. It's 10x. Our most popular ever down, downloaded show. I'm not what joking. What was that? It's in the thousands. What was that? Raggy's, your audio. Your audio report. If you oh, need right, to. right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't end well, though. It causes me nothing but grief, but, you know, I am what I am. <laughs> anyway. I'm also, anyway, CJ can have a six for me. Yeah. Can have a six. Some grinding of teeth going on in the comments now. At that, I think, Reggie. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at the presenters as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I. No, I'm. 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 CJ was. CJ was probably our best and worst player. And you have to give him some credit because nobody else caused any danger. Raggy is right in that. No. We said it in the game. It's like he is he is awful, <laughs> but he's actually the only player that's scored. He's causing any danger. And if you look at all of our moves, he's the only one that actually runs at anybody or does anything. Granted, after time he falls over, he kicks it out of play, but it's, it's better than the others who just pick it up cut inside, pass it sideways, pick it up, cut inside, because they're terrified of losing possession or having a shot. And you created our best, They created our best two, two chances of the game. Oh, as well. that's great. Yeah. I, lo- I, lo- I, love your, I love your analysis. He's our best and worst player. <laughs> <laughs> He's our last great hope. He's our great hope. The great paradox. The great there, paradox. There, is, uh, is have... Listen, there's a comment from Mark GT there. there. Oh, so, Mark Reggie, I was just... Reggie, I was just about... Stick it on. Oh, stick, God, no, you stick it on. That's 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 that that that'd kill someone that. That uh <laughs> stick that comment on there. That one. Thompson behind CJ on the last some, just did I some winger in fullback not knowing what the hell was going on. For about ninety <laughs> seconds he'd think, Oh, we're in for a tough afternoon here. Near me. You you know those Marvel you know those Marvel characters, the flash. <laughs> you don't see the person be like that. Constantly, I'm like saying it's scared up and down that way. If I we've, we've we've sorted it, we've sorted it. That's what we want to see. The flash. We'd score while the other team decreased themselves. Even I would vote for that. Bring Thompson back for that. Let's just see. A fusion of Thompson and CJ becomes the flash. It, it, who knows? Who knows what we're going to end up with? There's every chance. <laughs> Dear. Right, uh, that was Reggie on CJ. Mitch, you can you can have uh, Kenny Dougal. I actually, you know those games when you forget players yeah, on the pitch. That's what I was going to say, I'd forgotten he played. I watched the highlight, I watched the extended highlights, and I still didn't really notice that he played. Um, I can see Tim; his eyebrows are going a little bit, but he's been poor. 
He's been poor this season. I, four, I'm four, yeah. Spot Somebody made a comment earlier that they'd heard he'd been arrested for passing the ball forward, which I thought was I don't know who that was, David Rose or something like that. Whoever that is. Oh, God. Right, uh, on to Ollie Norburn, Tim. The lad's yeah. had a shocker, hasn't he? I mean, it, it, it's in, in the scenario where you took someone back when the order cleaned through, you know you're going, um, that's not helped the team in any shape or form, has it? Um, obviously, I wasn't at the game, but I think his, his performances seem to have dipped in in recent weeks. I think he was a bit of a shining light the first few games, but I think he's been sucked into the mediocrity at the moment that is that is that the Blackpool midfield. Um I, I do I would like to see him play further forward, I think. Um uh and, and how we accommodate that. Uh, I'd like to think we accommodate it by realising that we've got a certain German midfielder who could do a lot more that he's that he's currently doing, twiddling thumbs on the sidelines, um, and not even on the bench. Um, so hopefully we, you know, Tribal comes in if he doesn't disappear before the end of the transfer window, and Norbert pushes further forward. Uh, having waffled a lot, I would say um, <laughs> six. Actually, no five because he got sent off. So it's a five. Do you know, my mind was wandering to something completely my, different. My, my, my <laughs> was up just reading comments. And then read read that comment as well. <laughs> <laughs> My comment to Maggie in the private chat was, look at Dave Jenkins' comment. Just rewinding <laughs> that out. What does Dave Jenkins say? The, so the, well, This is someone talking about Thompson and the CJ on the left. They've run into each other. You can imagine, actually, couldn't you, like the Chuckle Brothers, like, climbing with each other and letting the forward go straight through on goal. With a bit of Benny L music, like yeah, dubbed yeah. over it. That's one for you, Sean. And these highlights packages gets put together. <laughs> I can't get. What do our XG? What on our XG is at the moment? Uh, it was abysmal, Tim. For the last game, yeah. it was zero point eight, I think. I, 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 you do, you do surprise me, John. Zero point eight. That's the, two point uh, one. What's happened to the momentum graph, John? Uh, we're, the momentum graph actually was very positive for Blackpool. Throughout the game, um, I've been obviously been out of lakes all day, so I didn't get time to put the graphics together. But I'll do one for the next pod. Uh, right, that was Ollie Norburn with Tim Raggy. You've got um, another player that you forgot was playing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm Alden still Morgan. Thinking, uh, I'm laughing. I've got Giddy getting that image in my head. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new oh, shuttlecock, Garbutt and it Big picked, Fella. It's it, up there with it, that, it, isn't it? Picked that one back in the head against Huddersfield last season. Give me a second. He's got the giggles. Oh, who are we on here? Who are we on? The shuttlecock throw it was back on? the last game. Don't know if you noticed. Who is it? You're on. Uh, you're on Morgan. Morgan. I, I don't. I don't even know. I didn't notice him much. Uh, it's another one of those players that you just didn't realise was playing. Yeah. Oh, a large swathes of the game. Four, five. Let's give five. it a five and five and let's move on. Yeah. Um, Connolly Mitch shouldn't be playing in that position in on, a, on any day. So he's on no, he to nothing, uh, really. 
Well, he falls again into that category of players that you didn't really notice were playing. Because I don't remember him doing anything horrendously wrong, but I don't remember him doing anything. Oh, I do. Right. I remember. Did he do anything wrong? I can't yeah, he blazed. He blazed that great chance over early doors. Yeah, but, but he's he's a flipping. He's Conley's not there to score goals. He's he's he? supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, but he's got extra superpowers. Power. You get extra superpowers if you become inverted, don't you know? Uh, five minus, then move on. Hey, this. Tim, uh, uh, Jake Beasley. Yeah, he's not fit for purpose, is he, really? Um, four. Yeah, that's been very generous, personally. Uh, well, I, 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 if he's got any confidence left, I don't want to complete. Well, okay, straight. fair enough. Um, as a, a, a time connoisseur of big lads, I found Beasley's performance very frustrated. Mm. Like, and I, I, I always stick up for a big lump that everybody gets at because they're necessary. I, I always used to stick up for John Murphy. I wanted to stand up right with somebody about John Murphy, and 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 you know, I've. I like that kind of player, and I find it, I'm finding him actually profoundly frustrating. Uh, do Shane Lavery we won't rate because he's got off pretty early. I think we'll give give the subs a rate because they've played half a game. Uh, Tim, where were we? Tim Owen Dale, very little impact. Yeah, it's, I mean it's difficult for me. I've only I've only watched the highlights, so okay. it's, it's, it's difficult to comment. Um, I'll, I'll yeah five, and on that basis, I won't, I won't dwell on it. Okay. Um, Raggy, Sonny Carey, looked to make things happen when he came on. Um, as, as Mitch said, he had the only professional-looking shot at goal all game. Yeah, but he should, he should be better, Sonny Carey. We were expecting him to be far better at this level. He, he, and I know he's not exactly played every game or had a chance to get going, but he, just, he needs to be better. He's got the ability to either end up in the Premier League one day or end up in the Northwest Counties League. And ask the club to to make that happen as well, not just him. But he needs to he needs to do something this season. He's got loads of ability, but it's no good if he's not going to do it for us. So I partly blame him, but partly blame the club. We should be developing him at a faster rate than we are. So just because he doesn't, just because he's not as good as he should be, he can have a four. Bye. <laughs> Finally, Mitch, Andy Lyons. I mean, I'm going to do Rhodes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I've not got a banner for him. Go on, you do Jordan Rhodes, yeah. I'll just uh, wait. I'll Rhodes, make a banner. Six plus, did quite well, fitted in well, looked actually quite intelligent the way he moved, um, provided comic value, chasing <laughs> up the pitch, after net wide. I thought he did all right. And as I say, I'm sceptical about what he's there for, but he, he, he did all right and had the other professional shot and generally tried to knit it together so yeah six boss fair enough uh, see what Andy Lyons Raggy bit out of sorts he's been out of sorts ever since Christian uh, took uh, over he must so. be fuming because he's he's, uh, he's one of the first names on the team sheet isn't he or should be I don't know not under Mad Mick or no Mad well, Critch he's one of our best players so again mm. leaving our best players on the bench it's not his fault, but and then what can he do when he when he does come on? So I don't know, five, six, six because I like him. Yeah, <laughs> he can have one of Sonny Carey's points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Right, so before before we go, there was a, a fan meeting in the week. Reggie, I believe you attended. So in your um, unique style, give us a brief overview. Oh, you don't, what you don't want it in my unique style. But, uh... <laughs> well, they've put the minutes out, haven't they? So everyone's read them for what they are. So I'll tell you how I just viewed it in a roundabout way. They don't agree with they don't agree with most things that are getting said by the FA, but they've got to sign, they've got to do a tick box exercise and get certain things done. Uh, and how that's communicated, the fans take it one way. I don't think the club are against the fans at all. I think they just need certain things to be done for certain people to go away, and the councils and the FAs to just tick boxes and say, yeah, it's all right now. You've improved your stand. Um, and that's it, really. It seems to be the council seems to have a lot to say in this. Stuff. Yeah, they said that they're coming to the Wigan Gate. So they said right. they're coming. The council are the ones that have to sign off safety. So they, they, the council get put on by the FA, and it's the council that have to go and do the safety. What issue are we talking about specifically here, Aggie? Well, standing up was mentioned, but it. Standing in the aisles, yeah, so, wasn't it? Well, I'll tell you how I, I... I said a lot of questions on this when it came up because it does my head in. Right, so safe standing is the worst terminology ever. And this is exactly how I put it to him that night. So I said, who's challenging back to the FA, by the way? On a, on a bigger level, who's challenging back? Because standing up at football, no one's ever going to get done. All this running round saying you're going to close stands down and all this for standing. It's nonsense because just answer me this. And I did it like this. I walk from the club, from the Alfield Club to the football ground, and a queue up. In a longer queue now than I never ever did before, because no one can get in. But, go in the ground, stand up, I have a pint before the game, I'm standing up. Am I safe? Am I safe standing up having a drink? I go and stand at my seat, the players come out, I clap, am I safe now? Then the referee blows his whistle, am I not safe now? Do I have to sit down now? Then if the guy after five minutes comes on the road and says, excuse me, I need to go to the toilet, am I allowed to stand up? I'm a safe. And then when he's gone past, I have to sit down. Then we score and I stand up. I'm a safe. Corner, I'm a safe. Half time, I'm a safe. At what minutes and seconds here is people safe or unsafe? And because they'll never get that out of it's nonsense. It's nonsense. So I said, what's the crux of the problem? And the crux of the problem was the aisles and congregating at the front. So a few of us said, well, I think we can help with that. We can assist with that on the Wigan game. I know people don't respond kindly to stewarding and policing and all that, but we can go and make sure people are standing off the aisles, particularly between block A and B. And if the council have to come along to that one game and tick the box and say, yeah, it's all good, then that's that's great. We don't want, we're on the same side as the club, aren't we? We're not trying to, no one's trying to cause any issues, but I can't be doing with nonsense and things that don't make any sense. Because if they turn up to look at people standing up, you might as well turn around to them and say, don't bother coming because everyone's going to be stood up. It's a waste of time. But the aisle bit, yeah. And the front bit, yeah. And so I don't... But all of this and all of that thing with a song and all this business, and, you know, it's all explained. I don't think the club's got any issue with anything other than having to try and answer ridiculous things from the FA and be seen to be um, communicating that out to fans who then take it a different way like we do. But uh, I think there's no issue. There's no issue. We just need to help the club out of the Wigan game, get rid of it. And they're specifically coming to the Wigan game because it was Wigan last year, even though McLean's gone. That's how stupid they are. Um, And that was it, really. But 
Yeah, sort of standing up. Well, safe standing. Have you ever fallen over when you stood up? Or the, or... Well, the, the, irony, the irony is if you, if you actually have a, a, a designated terrace or a safe standing area, then it's perfectly fine to stand up. It's the fact that, you know, it, it's, it's seats that it's perceived to be a risk and an issue. But like you say, Raggy, the reality is that fans have been standing at football since it was invented. And um, uh, we, we had seats imposed on us. And uh, it's about time that common sense took a grip, to be honest, for me. And, and I'd like, I, you know, I wanted the club to get some safe standing, um, you know, and, and I, I, don't, I don't like that terminology, but the reality is that means you can stand and there's barriers in the way, so there's no surging. That's where the safe bit comes from. Um, but, it, 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 you know, fans, I want to stand at football. I, you know, I'm, I'm at... Yeah. You know, fifty-five-year-old bloke, but yeah, I want to stand. I want to stand at a football yeah. match. But I think I, my, my point to him, right, is particularly as I've said, like I talk to a lot of young lads these days more than I've ever done because it's a field club and other things, and and you get their point of view all the time, and obviously they want to stand and do whatever. It's just they get this 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 repeated thing of oh, we're going to close grounds down and close stadiums down and close st- stands down and that. And uh, as I said to them, you they no one believes that. So you're banging your head against the wall. No point having stewards walking up and down telling everyone this. Everyone just thinks, sod off, I don't believe you. It's never happened in English football shutting the stand down or ground down. So there has to be other ways, and that's where we got to the, you know, if we can lessen it down for and the aisles and at the front and just get people to move, then that's it. And we'll help with that. Of course, this, you know, we've got a lot of uh, people in the North Stand and we'll, we'll help out and we'll make sure that for that Wigan game, the... There isn't any issues. So we just want them to go away, don't we? But I just can't stand the safe standing. Where, where would they? Where would the FA come back if someone challenged him and said, "Can you just write me a minute by minute when people have to sit down? When, when are they? When are they safe standing? Up? Why are they safe standing up at half time for fifteen minutes? Why are they? Why are they like standing up for a goal? Why? Where, what points are they not safe? Just. Ridiculous, and the risk, the risk assessment, the risk assessment they've done. How long's that? How long's that snow standing up or that ground now? You know, there's never been an incident where the people are toppling over seats everywhere. So the risk assessments have got to be low. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. There isn't risks because, of course, there is. Especially if people are standing on stairs, um, that can soon go. But it's low risk, and I'm just sick of them throwing this terminology in our faces and our do you not think they just like they latch onto something the easiest thing they can latch onto because you know the, the, the problem listen if we're going to be adult about this the, the, the issues that 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 we, is very difficult to justify is 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 any form of flare or equivalent going onto the pitch or and and things being thrown onto the pitch which actually is an issue is a well, problem. Well, it's always well, it was well, an issue for us, but it isn't. It hasn't happened this season, and that was one of the points. No, no, I know. So, but what I'm saying is, but do you not think that that's why I, was, I, I, I hold it. I have. I can see that hasn't happened this season. So I now think, are they, are they just like latching on to because we're in there on their radar? Yeah. Just say, oh, oh, well, standing in the standing in the aisles, and uh, the reality is, the reason lads are standing in the aisles is because they all want to be together. Yeah. Which, when we all grew up and when we all went to watch Blackpool, um, you could go and stand with your mates because you're on a terrace. And and these days, you, you you know, you're told that's your designated seat and you've got to sit in that. 
Um, and it's a very yeah. more, far more sanitized experience. When all these lads yeah. just want to be together, that's what it's all yeah. about. That's what's what's causing yeah. this. And that's um, the ultimate irony, isn't it? The, 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 the great safety of, of you know, seating, it's got to be safe. Now, actually, if you, if you stood on at the top, you know, if, if there's 200 people on a block on an aisle in the north and someone falls out and they all fall down on top of each other, actually, that is a bit of a safety issue because there's no crush barriers. So, ironically, it would be far better having a terrace there with some crush barriers where everyone could stand up and move where they wanted Um because actually, that the, the, having the seats and things as they are, it isn't fit for how people want to use that that ground. And as you said in the beginning, Tim, we've had these things imposed on us. The the imposition in the way we've we've um, the changes in the way we watch football have not been made in consultation with fans. Have not been made. Um, sort of in fans' interests that have been made in corporate interests so that we can make these sanitised arenas, get people in, get people sat down, get people in numbered seats, get people, you know, we know he's in every seat and, and make people into customers rather than the rather more um, free-form, slightly more anarchic experience that football used to be. Correct. Like Harrison said there, seats were only brought for control, I think. Yes. Yeah, but, I mean, it, Exeter, along, Exeter away only a few weeks ago, they've got a massive terrace, haven't they, behind there? Yeah, yeah. I bet you there's no, I bet there's never an issue. There's never a safety issue. I bet there's, I bet there's barriers that you can't fit more than three or four people between, and which you're never going to cause yeah. any issue, you know. It's a lot safer having but, that than people standing on Of course standing it is. And that's, that's, the, that's the bit, of it. I know we're not going to solve that, like, but my point back was, who, who in football's challenging this back? Stop! Stop having them pestering you with ridiculous things, and start giving them something and, back. And it's even between fans as well, because you get all this kind of, oh, this person who sits near me, he says this, or they do that, or they do this, or that person does that, because everyone's pen sort of penned into a seat yeah. number. When you're on a terrace, if there's somebody you don't like, you can just go and stand on the yeah. other side of the terrace. That's it. It's that easy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, food for thought for the future, isn't it? We might yeah. rip all the seats out. We might rip all the seats out by the end of this season if it goes bent anyway, so we might have a tennis. Like Mel, like Mel Lovey Lou here. Right, this show has gone on a lot longer than I expected. Hundred percent, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's like oh, it's fair. You've not got Nick and Smart giving their, their very well thought out <laughs> complex opinions that sum it up in a sentence. You know, it's great rambling. Who was the who said in the comments earlier that you can add uh, eleven yeah. minutes on of uh, extra time for Tim's ball? Yeah. I think mean, I think I think Mick should rag him from being a very close second. Three minutes, I think, Liz. <laughs> I think I need to build this into my contingency. We've got three hamlets here who like to go off one more. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, before we go, we've got Wolves away in the FL Cup round two, um, Tuesday night. Um, I have been blowing over going to this. I'm off on holiday all week. I was thinking. I'm going. Take, take me some talking towers. And then go to Wolves away after. Ooh, Shall I go, chance. Mitch? Shall yeah, I go? Yeah, come on. Yeah. It's not far away, is it? No, you might get to see Tomo. 
Talking into it. CJ oh, might be resting. The there you go. He might be the hot all the time. Oh, well, it's CJ. You might see CJ flashing the little. Yeah, the little big fella. We're in there as well. There you go. Sorted, John. Got it all just on the off chance now. I could see history in the making, in the flesh. Joking aside, then, how many we're going to lose by? I actually think we'll do all right. I think, I think, I think he'll he actually will he'll mix it up a bit, and we'll probably actually end up with a better team as a result. Do you think he'll play without any? Fear? He probably will play without fear and without playing with a handbrake on, and we might do okay. Well, we can only live in hope, can't we? I'm actually going to go, and probably the reason I'm going, I'm thinking, is it in the cup? If anything, we've probably so far, albeit only one game, we've um, we, we've looked a bit more like a football team. It could be a, a catalyst that changes our season. It could be maybe 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 the out of that road to Damascus moment and realise that um, certain players shouldn't be playing and others should. You'll have to explain what you, what that means, Tim, because I don't well, understand. The road to Damascus moment. Yeah. You don't know your Bible, do you not, John? Yeah. You know, you know, biblical references. It's when it's when Saul goes to Damascus and he has um, he's he's visited by Saul, who becomes Saint Paul. I'm not religious, Ace to add, but road to Damascus moment is when you suddenly see the light. Oh, okay. Every day is a school day, John. I've told you this before. Right, I'll play the outro. Oh, okay. just before we go, I oh, would like on, to I say, no, no, I would like to say, um, one of the great things I've enjoyed about this podcast is is all the people you meet and and uh, and you, you we've all had it, haven't we? Where people come up to you and say, "I love the podcast," and you end up talking to people you've never met before. And I met a guy yesterday, Stuart, from the South Lakes. He's up there near your end, Mitch, nearly. Um, and he's a great lad at the gig. And I want to get. I said I'd give him a shout out. And to his son Wes, who had his birthday on Friday. And let's keep it coming, guys, because it's great when people give us feedback face-to-face. Love it. Love it. That's it. Keegan-esque. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Obviously, feedback is positive and also negative. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah we, can, we can have some negative. All publicity is good publicity, John. Don't worry about it. Even if we get called a disgrace now and again, it's fine. Got to take the rough with the smooth, haven't you? As, uh, as Oscar Wilde said, it's better to be talked about than not be talked about. Exactly. There you go, Tim. That's one for you. Right, thanks I for love watching. That. Thanks for downloading, and uh, we'll see you on the uh, we'll see you on the next show. Yeah, um, we'll come back after Wolves, and we've got Wigan away after that. I'm speaking to the um, Wigan. We're going to home it. We're going to home it. Yeah, yeah we know. We'll be speaking to the Wigan guy anyway. I'll put that out next week. So. Thanks for running up the pool. The pool. Pull the pool. Really? Pull the <laughs> just before you head off, I know you've just enjoyed what you've listened to. Of course you have. Why not consider joining our Patreon supporter program for the price of a pint per month? You'll get extra bonus content in return. You'll get no ads on the audio pod you'll get faster releases of the audio pod you'll get it before the uh, the great and wash does and also you'll be saying thanks 
these uh, brilliant podcasts and you'll be helping us pay our hosting costs, our streaming software costs, uh, electric, that kind of thing. So yeah, it'd be greatly appreciated if you could support us, patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod. Price of a pint per month. And you also get access to our um, WhatsApp patron supporters group, which is a good laugh. We've got a nice community going on in there. And you'll also have access to uh, competitions and giveaways when they do happen. So yeah, please do consider signing up and supporting us. That URL again, patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod and if you don't sign up you're a big fight bro see you later thanks for listening away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.